Welcome to the Get Inspired with GERD show, brought to you by GERD's Hundle. Join us each week to be inspired, informed and uplifted with some of the most inspirational and motivational guests from around the world. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay inspired. Hello, hello and welcome to another show of Get Inspired with GERDs. Today I have a dear friend of mine who's helping individuals to release their inner creativity. Sounds interesting, doesn't it? Hmm, exactly, that's why I got him on the show. Burnham James to me is just absolutely lovely. He's a founder of The Casual Artist, where he's successfully helping individuals to find their purpose and fulfillment in life. And the way he kind of does this is by connecting them with their creative passions. In kind of, he went on this journey due to his own kind of personal transformation, which kind of brought him so much joy that he decided to become a creativity coach. Vernon, welcome to my radio show and thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, bless you. No, thank you for coming on the show, actually, because I love the concept of what you've created called the casual artist. Thank you very much. (laughs) What do you know about the casual artist? Well, I know quite a lot about it. However, I want you to tell our listeners more about it, if that's okay. Sure. Well, the casual artist is the name that I've given to my creativity coaching practice. So the work that I do as a creativity coach is I help people to love their life by reconnecting them with their creative passions. And I work mainly with busy professionals, 30 to 50-year-olds, typically working in the corporate world who struggle to maintain a happy and fulfilling life. So in the coaching work that I do, I give them the, the tools, the support, and the confidence to pursue their creative ambitions, whether that's writing or singing, painting, dancing, photography, all that kind of um pursuits wow sounds pretty amazing wow when are you going to uh, help me with my creativity <laughs> mm, right now we could do it <laughs> <laughs> i'm only messing my dear <laughs> maybe later after the show if that's all right sure, sure i mean it's interesting you say that because one of the things i really enjoy about uh, being a creativity coach is that whenever it comes up in conversation immediately something's clicking in in a person's head and they're thinking about what they do that is creative or what they don't do or what they'd like to do and and it really opens up fun conversation. Hmm, interesting. No, I can see where you're coming from, yeah. And it's it's interesting that you've decided to choose 30 to 50 year olds. Is that because they've they've done so much with their lives that they've kind of almost lost the creativity from an early age? Yeah. Yeah, I would say that around that, around that age, people go through more transitional phases, I call them. Mm-hmm. So where they, where they begin to question what they're actually doing and how they're spending their time, um, the more typical situation is they're a bit disillusioned in their work, in their job, in their, in their um, you know, day-to-day money-making stuff. So... Um, not quite midlife crisis, but... <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> some, something like that. <laughs> hmm. It's kind of true. I, I've noticed, that actually, when I used to work in the industry, you'd see a lot of young professionals, like, excited, doing lots of crazy things, or, like, doing sports, just getting out there. And then the people that will be on 30-plus, they kind of just slowed down. And I don't know if that's because of, obviously, having a family, then the finances, and having a house, that, that kind of stops them from kind of... Being creative? 
Yeah, there's definitely a raw enthusiasm that people have as they, you know, enter into the workplace. Um, I mean, I would say there are a lot of factors. Um, one of the main ones would be they just begin to think less about what other people think of, of, of their decisions. Mm. And, and that's a process of going inside themselves. Um, in, in many respects, slowing down. I mean, we slow down physically to a degree as well. Um, and, and that slowing down allow, allows us to be a little bit more in touch with other things that are outside of, of the, the work situation. I see where you're coming from. Totally, I totally understand. So before, um, what I want to ask you before we kind of carry on talking about the casual artist, what was your life like before you kind of created the whole concept? Mm. Oh, great question. I, th- I think I've gone through a few transformations of, of sorts. Um, I mean, my, my upbringing was pretty standard in terms of going down the education path, went and did a degree and then didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life and ended up working in the sales industry, um, believe it or not. Wow. Um, I wouldn't put your face to sales, no. <laughs> No, what, my, my face, uh, what does it look like? <laughs> You're a creative person. It just doesn't fit who you are as a person and how you look and your character at all. <laughs> no, it's interesting you say that. I mean, there's, lot, there's lots of crossovers. Um, you, you could, If you really delve deeper into the sales process or, or even marketing to that, to that extent, um, there's, there's a lot of creativity around that as well. But... My, um, what excited me more was, was anything that I was doing which was outside of work, which was music. Um, I'm in a band, mm. it's called I Saw, check them out. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm lead vocals. Um, songwriting, bit of writing here and there, just, just those type of, that type of um, what some people might say a hobby hobbies uh, were what moved me more and also the ability of working with people mm. so I mean where the casual artist came or where creativity coaching came is where I actually made a decision to start moving more towards the things that were more me um, but at the same time I, I really do value the work that, that I did um, in terms of helping companies and and that whole sales process processes that I would, that I was involved with. Hmm. So, what was the turning point for you to kind of walk away from the sales world and kind of create the casual artist? I think it was. I don't think there was any individual point. I think there was definitely um, a gradual, um, just growing up, maturing. Definitely, I. I mean, through embracing the world of personal development and self-help mm. I was able to start to make some decisions around how I lived my life and what my attitude was like I think one of the biggest decisions was uh, changing the environment that I was around so shifting away from certain people in my life mm. and that allowed me to blossom in many respects and that's where I, I actually 
began to see that working with people was something that was really important for me, that that slowing down, going inside your body, just feeling who you are and where you get fulfillment and meaning was more important. So to answer your question, I would say it was a gradual process. Hmm. Interesting. So when you're saying connecting with yourself, do you mean like meditation, yoga, or just kind of reading books, trying to understand who you are as a person? Yeah, that's a good question. Yoga is definitely a part of that. Um, I've been practicing yoga for the past three years or so, um, mostly with a, a gentleman called Richard Brook from Creative Yoga London. Plug, plug. <laughs> um, and he has a very gentle form of yoga, so um, there's a strong element of, of meditation in that. Um, but for me to actually go and even try yoga or explore that world, mm. it, it, it required... Like I say, that that gradual change that that, <laughs> that it's okay, it's not weird. You know, you're not you're not turning into a hippie or some or some kind of sort. It was just following what was intuitive to me, or following what was right for my body, um, and it was right for me. It's funny you say that because I when I first started to do yoga, I have felt exactly the same. It's like I remember my mum um, actually doing yoga when I was a child, but I used to just look at her thinking, "What are you doing?" And I used to just kind of laugh and think, "This is all kind of like fairy dust. Like it's it's not it doesn't mean anything." Yeah. And then when life got busy, like myself, like working in central London, like yourself, um, I was actually working as a full time journalist, but also later down the line as a publisher. And I actually found that when I was as a publisher, that I, there was just so much going on that I needed something to help me to escape from it. So I kind of picked up a yoga book that my mum had given me and just mm. attempted. And like yourself, it was like, this is weird, but I'll give it a shot. And yeah. it was just quite funny. The first few times, I didn't know what I was doing. And then literally about two weeks into it, just loved it. And like yourself, ever since, it really does teach you like how to connect with yourself and understand yourself and embrace yourself. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't really understand it on an intellectual level. All I know is that I come out of a class feeling like I've been pieced back together mm. in, in many ways. Mm. Um, I feel more connected to others, feel more connected to myself. And and, and sometimes you don't really need to analyse it. Mm. Um I think people try things and, and then all of a sudden they, they take it straight into their mind and think, you know, did I, did I enjoy that? Oh, maybe, no, that was a bit too difficult. It's like you really, often you just got to take it out of your head and just accept what's going on in your body. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. I actually do meditation as well. And I remember when I was telling my friends that, you know, I'm doing meditation, I'm doing yoga, and they were like, what's wrong with you? You've turned into this hippie person. It's... <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's some kind of... Ray for the hippies. Yeah, like it's this Western ideology that we... That if you go down that route, that you're turning into this weird hippie, free soul, loving spirit. But actually, there's nothing wrong with it because actually you're more in tune with yourself. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but I think a lot of people now are getting there now. They're kind of understanding that actually we need to connect with ourselves so then we don't get sick as much. Sure, sure. I mean, there's definitely a trend or some kind of movement towards that. Um, and, and I guess that's why the work that 
I do, the work that you that you do with your clients as well is is even more important nowadays. Mm, definitely, absolutely, hundred percent. So obviously, you you set up the casual artist, and then you created something else recently, didn't you? Called the Dare to Be Yourself group. Tell me a bit more yeah. about this. Yeah, um, well, there's a loose connection to. Um, the casual artist creativity coaching practice. So the Dare to Be Yourself group is a meetup group. For those who don't know about meetup, go to meetup.com and you'll see a whole world of different types of um, groups, events and communities. It's an, it's an amazing thing. And um, I've been going to meetups for a number of years and I always wanted to set up a group. Um, so what I did is I set up and a group or an event that I thought would be per- the perfect type of event that I would like to go to. <laughs> um, is that selfish? No. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's all about learning, isn't it, from other people? So yeah, yeah. So um, it's it's very informal, and I invite th- three speakers, two to three speakers, to come along. And these are people with interesting backgrounds or careers or life experiences and they will talk for 20-25 minutes each and then this will open up discussion, connection, conversation, networking and it's a a really uh, great process um, of creating these events because at the end of it you're like wow I had no idea what was going to happen but something magical was created Um, so if anybody wants to come along to one of the events, then please just go to Meetup and search within the groups. Look for the Dare to Be Yourself group. And um, there's monthly events and there's a few other different workshops and things going on as well soon. Okay. And what kind of responses have you received so far? Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this, the responses are incredible. They're, they're overwhelming in many, in many respects. You know. but, but mostly people are inspired. They're inspired to, I, I, suppose, I suppose, explore more avenues within the, that whole area of being yourself and acting on certain impulses and urges and yearnings and, and just not being afraid to, to express you know, your true essence, really. Um, but if you go onto the page, you'll see all kinds of <laughs> wonderful feedback. You know, people really, really, really enjoy these events. And the reason why I sound a little bit surprised by it is because it's such a simple format. It's nothing magical, and these aren't um, super high-end motivational speakers. These are very real people sharing their stories, and, and, I, and I think that's very powerful. Mm, no, I agree with that. I think a lot of people don't realise that there's no harm in telling your story because actually we we all learn from one another. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I mean, I know a little bit about your story, Gertz, and <laughs> and it's yeah, it's a hell of a story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just fine, and it's just it is what it is. And to me, like like yourself, like I thought my life was normal. Um, however, it's when you start telling people and it start expressing it and you're not doing it in a way where you want sympathy but you're actually helping people to realize that they can best their lives I think that is really powerful itself Mm. yeah absolutely but I think a lot of people don't realize that because we're in this world of like 
kind of the working world where like you're not you're supposed to be very private and you're supposed to keep things to yourself that's true however you kind of lose yourself as well if you're not if that makes sense absolutely yeah that's a really interesting thought yeah sorry i was just kind of so soaking um how you express that so so you you feel that the more people don't have the opportunity to connect and to share um, their, their past or their experiences, uh, the, the higher likelihood it is for them to maybe develop, you know, issues around emotional well-being. And, and is, that, yeah. is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's kind of like, okay, so you go to work and you're just there to work, work, work. You know, you build relationships with people. However, if you talk about your private life or you talk about something within your life, it's, it's almost like, I don't know if you think this, but it's almost like you're deemed as weak, that there's something wrong with you, that you need to go see a psychiatrist, so on those kind of lines. Whereas I think, actually, no, if we spoke to people and we we connected, we wouldn't have these problems in life because we'd express it, we'd let it go a lot more quicker rather mm. than holding on to them for years and years and then getting coughs and calls and we're wondering why that's happening. Um, I don't know if you know yourself, Vernon, but when... If a lot of people that suffer coughs and colds, um, the reason for that is because they're holding on to something, mm. and it's your actual. I don't know if you know about the, the chakras, the five, the, sorry, the six chakras. So basically, one of the chakras is your throat chakra, and so yeah. if you're holding on to the guilt or the past, or you're not being honest with somebody, and I think that's the biggest thing that a lot of us don't do at all, and that's why we get sick is because we're not letting things go, and so our throat when probably not explaining it right, but when uh, when we when we want to say something to somebody and we get really anxious, it attacks our throat first, and then you'll see, like, the next two or three days later, you'll wonder why you're feeling sick. Mm. Because you're, you're, a lot of the thoughts that we have, they store into our bodies, and we don't even actually realise that our thoughts and the way, pe- the way we feel can affect us that way. Yeah, yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah, like, you'll, you'll find it shocking that, um, for me personally, like... I I was I had loads of coughs and colds like most of my life. I was always sick because I was too busy holding on to other people's problems and I was also holding on to my own and I wasn't releasing it and letting it go. Yeah, yeah. It, it makes a lot of sense when I when I think of people around me that eternally seem ill. Um, I can see that there's some kind of correlational connection to, to maybe things going on in their life as well. So mm. I'm going to look more into that. <laughs> yeah, it, it is very, it's a very interesting concept. And also like you, like yourself, you do yoga and meditation that actually helps to release it. So even if you're not releasing it to somebody doing meditation, yoga makes you like look into yourself and kind of realize why situations are happening in that mm. sense. Okay. Anyhow, <laughs> going on a completely different topic. <laughs> um, so why do you think that people, are, obviously you called the event the Dare to Be Yourself group. However, why do you think people are so scared to be themselves? I don't know whether it's a fear as such. It's just that they're not in tune with themselves. Mm. Um, and it's been, it's been knocked out of them. You know, it, There's a conditioning that's gone on for most people um, from a young age. And, you know, we're so strongly influenced by parents, teachers, professors, bosses, that type of thing. Um, So we're mostly in touch with things outside of us or people outside of us. 
um, when really the, the number one person we need to pay attention to is us, me, mm. uh, ourself. So um, is it a fear? I'm not sure. It's more just a, a, an unknowing, and I'm not knowing where, where that power comes from. Mm. Do you think that women in particular suffer from it more than men? From what you've kind of seen with some of your uh, clients? Well, it's an interesting thought because, uh, I mean, I, I, I work mostly with women. Oh. Uh, and it's, I wouldn't say it's for that reason. It, um, the, the reason is, well, firstly, I, I like to choose who I work with. Maybe I've got a stronger feminine element in me. Um, <laughs> and, and I think um, women are more inclined to um, be attracted towards creative passions and creative projects, um, kind of that more softer stuff in life, you could say. Hmm. Um, but to, to answer your question, I don't know. What, what do you think? <laughs> I think just from my own kind of viewings of what I've seen and like working in a pharmacy when I was growing up and just talking to lots of different people, I honestly think that women have been conditioned to to, to not basically look after themselves. It's all more about helping others. It kind of stems from kind of back in the 60s or back in the 20s where women were seen as like the hope, like they, they look after the family. And I think somewhere okay. down the line, that's kind of carried on into today's climate and today's society so they've got now they've got careers they've you know they've got a home they've got a family but they they find it very hard to juggle and so because they've got so much to do they don't have time to work on themselves and they're fearing to be themselves because they don't even actually know how to be themselves because they're never really looking after themselves okay yeah, yeah that's an interesting thought you've got me thinking about how how the workplace is uh, what we're talking about inequalities within the workplace and how and how work or um, career success or corporate success is very much a um, masculine or emasculated um, uh, environment. So when a man enters into that, I suppose he's he's more able to um, behave or, or take actions which are in tune with himself, whereas when a woman enters into that, it's it's opposed to to maybe their, their natural... It's just a thought that I'm throwing out there. Hmm. No, I, I do... I totally understand where you're coming from because when I used to work in the city, because I'm very strong-headed and I'm very connected to myself and I'm very confident in myself, um, a lot of people would put me, try to put me down or say to me, you're too arrogant. And I'm like, I'm not arrogant. I'm just very confident in myself and I love and respect myself. But they couldn't understand that concept. So then mm. they'd call me the alpha female and like make loads of smart, like snarl kind of remarks. Right. And they'd try to put me down and like belittle me for no apparent reason to, to get some form of reaction out of me. And it was just silly because we should respect people when they're in tune with themselves. And actually... I felt that honestly, why I'm doing that, actually, they had a lot of issues themselves that they needed to work on. Sure. So have you gone back and tried to work with these people and do some <laughs> Not yet, no. Um, potentially in the future, we will see. It's a um, great idea, isn't it? Yeah, that's a quite a very interesting. <laughs> you so never you know. All these people who, who you know, you know very clearly what's up with them, um, and you can share your story. 
and just say, look, I know maybe we didn't get on back then, but um, I, I really could help you. Could we? Mm. But I think really, I would love to. Be here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd love to help them. However, I just feel that you have to be ready for change. You can't force it on somebody. You can't say you need this help because a lot of people in that working world, as you know, even when sales, they don't want to accept that they've got some problem. They don't want to accept that they need some. They need to work on themselves. Sure, sure. Well, I mean, your role could then be to plant that seed. <laughs> you just want me to stir up things, don't you? <laughs> That's it. Give, give them a big kick up the butt. <laughs> bless you, bless you. Anyways, back to yourself. <laughs> I know we could talk about these topics for ages. However, um, we are coming towards the end of the show. So I wanted to ask you, what are you... Ready? I know. It's gone so wow. quick. <laughs> It's gone so quick. Um, so, we like. What are your future plans for the casual artist? I'm, I'm just continuing to develop my client base. So I am working with people one to one. Um, so you know, if there's anybody out there who relates to this whole idea of um, maybe feeling a bit stuck in their situation, and that there's there's a niggling, there's a something that they want to do. Um, very typically in a creative field, then you know I'd love to have a conversation with you about that. Um, that's what I'm doing in the in the short to medium term. Longer term, I am writing a book at the moment, which is mm. called Creatively Alive. Amazing. Tell that's me a the bit more. Work, that's the working title, and that's just it, it's a book which is based on all my experiences. Um, it, it's got a very strong uh, self-development uh, slant to it, but there's a lot of amazing tips in there to help people to live creatively, to be creatively alive. So keep an eye out for that. Hmm. Interesting. And when will it be out? Later this year. <laughs> <laughs> when will it be out? Ta-da! <laughs> Working, working hard. Working type, type, type away. <laughs> no, and um, that no, that's great. Um, what we'll do is when once your book is out, we'll get you back on the show to promote it, talk about it, and just talk about what you've been up to since then. If that's okay with you. Sure, that would be great. Okay, great. And um, before we go, I've got a few more kind of questions. So it's going to sound really random, but how would you define creativity? Wow, I'm <laughs> about. Hour for that one, good. <laughs> <laughs> in a like, in, in a in a two minute situation, if you were to define creativity, how would you do that? Creativity is a natural state. Mm. If, you, if you'd asked me a year ago, a couple of years ago, I would have pointed to creative activities, creative talents all the things that I've mentioned, you know, based around art or performance, things like that. But creativity is a natural state, um, which is closely aligned with our truer self, our better self. Mm. It's aligned with um, how we connect with the world. It's aligned with nature. Um, it, it's, all the, it's all the good raw natural elements that we have within ourselves which allow us to express ourselves in the world in the way that we want to hmm. Hmm. now i understand where you're coming from yeah because 
It's interesting you say that because I find that myself and a lot of people that I know, when we're not being creative, we feel really sad. But the moment we we just start working on creativity, there's just energy and this passion just comes out of nowhere and we want to do everything. Exactly, exactly. I, I like the way that you explain that because similar to what I was talking about with yoga where, where it's useful not to intellectualize it. Mm. When we are being creative is when we are, we are at our most happiest so, you know, very often I hear people say, mm, I'm not very creative. How can you make, how can you make me more creative? Um, bless them. Uh, really, I think what they're saying is I'm not so much in tune with my, myself and my abilities and, and what makes me happy, what makes me fulfilled. Um, how can I learn to access that how can I learn to tap into that a bit more that's what I, I that's how I translate that question in my head so um I coaching is coaching is a wonderful process to go through to have somebody to to facilitate those changes mm. it's interesting you say that because during like my coaching kind of sessions like people will say to me like oh I'm not creative like you've said and this is something that I always live by and and it's basically no one's born creative you must become creative Mm. <laughs> no stealing. <laughs> no, no, no one is born creative. You must become creative. Is that is that the mindset that people have? Is that what you're saying? I just believe that no one is born creative. Like it's just that in the sense that there is creativity within us, but we're not like some people. Like we're not born with it. Like straight away. Like you have to find it. You have to release it from within. So you, that's the only way you can become creative. Like you said. Uh, well, I, I would argue the case and say that we are, we are very much born creative, or we're born mm. with, a, with, with an abundance of of all the good things that we want or that we seek in our lives as as we you know as we age as we get older. Mm. Um, there's some there's some spiritual groups that that say that when we are born, mm. we we have uh, soul consciousness. Soul consciousness is, you know, it's all it's all the wonderful things that that, um, like I said, that we seek as as we're older. Um, it's just that it's all been kind of pushed and knocked out of us um, through, through conditioning and through age. That's interesting because the way I kind of see it, this is just my kind of thought process, um, mm. is that when we're born we are quite inquisitive but I guess that is kind of creativity but I've never really thought about it but then you're always inquisitive in what you're doing and you're creating and and then when you grow up like we said you kind of get kind of stuck and conditioned in this kind of mindset but then I feel like when people say to me that they're not creative I just say well then like you weren't born with it however you can become it if you want to that kind of way sure yeah I mean you could definitely look at it that way um <laughs> You've got to tap into it. That's the way I see it. You have to tap into it. And the way you only can tap into it is when you're knowing yourself, like you said, when you're accepting yourself. Yes, yes, absolutely. Just food for thought. <laughs> Not saying I'm right or wrong. Like, guys out there, you know, this is just our own interpretation. It's down to you how you guys see what creativity is. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a, it's a healthy conversation. And, um, it, you know, how we define creativity um it, it's one part of the conversation <laughs> exactly <laughs> so my dear um what are your five top tips for somebody who is lacking 
like creativity in their life or are they trying to find it? Five tips. Mm. Well, let, yeah, let, let's see. Let's see how many I can flow with in a in a creative sense. Anyway, sure. firstly, I would say, don't try to go it alone in terms of um, speaking out what it is that you're looking for. Um, I think a lot of people have this approach to life where um, they feel that they're inferior or, or they're, um, they're doing the wrong thing if, if they seek out help. Mm. Or, but the reality is, is, you know, if we seek out help and if we get support, then we'll get to where we want to much quicker. And that's definitely the case for creative um, projects. Mm. Um, number two, so number one was to seek support and seek help. Number two would be have a commitment to some kind of change or self-development. And for most people, we have a commitment to um, things that keep us amused or entertained in, in many ways. Um, you know, whatever type of books or, or programs, TV programs, or whatever, people have have some degree of commitment to that. I would say have a commitment to something where you're actually learning and you're going on a process of tapping into your, into into who you are a little bit more. Because mm. as as we read, and, and I'm talking about reading in particular, as we read. It's not about what we're necessarily reading, but it's about the conversation that we're having with ourselves in the process of reading. Mm. I, I totally relate with that. I totally understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So what was the next one? Yeah. I'm, I'm writing these down as I'm going through them so that I'm not <laughs> eating myself. Could have given me a heads up. <laughs> well, you know what we like on the show? We like to just throw these at you. <laughs> okay cool number three i would i would have an emphasis on action mm. because number two with all its benefits that it has in terms of going inside yourself and growing as a person we must act we must take some forward steps in the direction of the thing that we're looking for because by making forward steps it offers us feedback, and feedback is essential in working out whether we're on the right path or not. So um, just just shortening that gap between a, mm, wouldn't that be nice, and a, this end product that, you, you know, that you're looking for. Um, so what was that? So how many are we up to now? <laughs> <laughs> Three. I've got two left to go. <laughs> Five tips. Okay. Oh, I've got, I got loads. <laughs> associate with like-minded people. So number four, mm-hmm. associate with like-minded people. Um, there's nothing wrong with your work colleagues because a lot of them you will connect with and, and maybe you have friendships with. Mm. But what you will find is many of those many of those people won't relate to some of the pursuits and, and endeavours that you know, float your boat. So it's important you get yourself into the right kind of environment. And 
And I was thinking about it the other day. Um, the Dare to Be Yourself group that I've set up is very much a, an environment, a very a very safe environment where you can be around people who are exploring really who they are and, and, and what that needs. So that's that's an example of an environment that you could get yourself into. Plug, plug. <laughs> nothing wrong with that you know it's definitely I, I understand where you're coming from it's so important to be around people because a lot of people will judge and criticize you who actually know you on a daily basis and it's not them being nasty to you it's because they're not understanding the journey that you're going on so when you kind of walk away from those types of people not saying to get rid of them but when you start to kind of meet lots of people who are doing something that you have an interest in suddenly you will start to see your passion and what you're interested in kind of grow even more yeah yeah Totally, totally enough. And the last one, what is your last tip for me, my dear? Number five is be very comfortable in who you are and spend a little bit of time thinking about what you do on a day-to-day -day basis which is designed to try and please other people. And for, I mean, a lot of those things, it, it, you know, it's okay. For example, I, I might choose a certain pair of shoes over another pair of shoes when I leave the house because I think, yeah, maybe that goes well with that, whatever. And, you know, my personal appearance is based on what maybe other people will see as I'm walking down the road, strutting my stuff. Uh, <laughs> but, but there's a lot of things that we do that are very unhealthy where, you know, it's based around just um, massaging our own ego. Mm. Um, so some of those activities are very, you know, are, are in our little smartphone as well. You know, I'm not going to pinpoint other things that we're doing, but I'm sure <laughs> you, you know what you get up to. You know, so just, just have a think about that and then think about what you could do to satisfy yourself. And and part of that process, and you could say that six, seven, and eight on this list is is going inside yourself, explore exploring things like yoga and meditation, exploring things that just feel right to you. So um, so so that number five is be a little bit more comfortable in who you are and do and and actively do things that satisfy you and not others. Really like those top five top tips. Thank you, thank you. I, I I would say they are five tips. Whether they're top five, I don't know, but definitely think they're great because if just I can just see somebody who might be listening on the show now, just thinking, "Gosh, you're like they're talking about creativity." I get where they're coming from, but how do I become creative? And you've kind of just broken it down in the simplest way. It's like just start. And then it's like these little things and like you'll be okay in the end. And that you just have to kind of open up to this, this, this kind of way of thinking and meeting people that will connect with you and embrace and taking action in that sense. So no, that, thank you. Thank you for those top tips. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you for asking. Thank you for putting me on the spot. <laughs> That's what I do. Because <laughs> it, it, what, what, it obviously it brings out your creativity, doesn't it? That's right. That's right. Mm. So, my dear, um, before we quickly say goodbye, which I don't really want to say, <laughs> where can our listeners find you? Website www.thecasualartist.co.uk, um, and on there, there's a there's a little free 
book ebook, which is about the seven common mistakes that people make um, when they um, try to tap into a, a creative endeavor. Mm. Um, Twitter at Casual Artist, Facebook the Casual Artist. Um, yeah, have a look for the meetup group as well. It's called the Dare to Be Yourself group. Great. But um, yeah. Just um, if you haven't written all that down, then you can also get in touch with a wonderful person called Gert. <laughs> Bless you. Yes, Gert. Yes. See, I didn't even attempt to pronounce your surname there in case I missed that one up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's pretty easy. It's Hundle. Hundle. Gert Hundle. Okay. Get in touch with Gert and, and she'll hook you up with all, all the relevant contact information, whatever. Bless you. Yeah, definitely. Well, it will actually be on my website, Get Inspired with Gertz um, show. So if anyone wants to kind of re-listen to the interview, but also wants uh, Vernon's uh, Vernon's website, it's actually in the post. Excellent. Perfect. Um, well, you take care. I've got to say bye now, which I really don't want to. Well, you don't have to say goodbye. Or you could just hang out this fine. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> No, bless you, seriously, for being on the show. Thank you so much. You definitely inspired me. And you made me see creativity in a different way, actually. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Not a problem. Well, you take care and I'll speak to you soon. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. What a great interview with Vernon. Thank you for being on the show. And thank you for just inspiring the, the listeners to just be more creative. Um, just before I head off, guys, uh, don't forget that you can find me on Twitter at IamGerds, I-A-M-G-U-R-D-S. You can also find me on Facebook at Get Inspired with Gerds, uh, where I'll be bringing you lots of inspirational and motivational quotes. Um, before I leave, I want to leave you with this quote. What you believe is what you become. So if you're saying to yourself that you're not creative, you're actually creating that. You're thinking in that way. So you need to just learn to just go out there and just do whatever it is that you love because it doesn't matter who you are, where you're from. You can do any type of creativity within your life. It's just the first step to try. Well, you guys take care and I'll speak to you soon. Join us each week to be inspired, informed and uplifted with some of the most inspirational and motivational guests from around the world. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay inspired.